And you know what? It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. And it's Kelly and Nicole yeah. and Shauna. Yay! <laughs> The game, the the, the band. I miss you girls so much. The Thanks. band's back together. Like, this is just well, obviously because we've been hanging out for hours. Yeah, not even recording. So, yeah. yeah, I know. And, and we, we all know how it goes when yeah. Nicole and Shauna do things more. together. It doesn't record at all. Right, right. But don't worry, we didn't have to do we a test. We don't have to do this. We didn't have to do no testies. We can just say it now, testies. Hello. But yeah, so we've been yeah catching up and. My child's not here. We ate grilled chase because we were giving out presents today at my job and they had grilled cheese sandwiches on them and they looked real good. And then Kelly had this bomb ass soup. Shout out to you, Campbell's sponsor us. And so the fancy. the fancy soup. And we're like, Campbell's, it was instant. That was my knee popping. Oh, guys, it's 920 on 920 2020. Hey! Somebody, oh my gosh, that chills. Everybody needs to go buy a lottery ticket. And then if you win, donate to our Patreon. Yes, please. <gasps> and then we'll all get chills together. And they're all going to chill together. And they'll send you things. That's what we do. That's what we do. And I'm so excited. There's so many things. I love them. We're going to have t-shirts, guys. We're going to have t-shirts soon. Yes. Oh, shout out to my girl, Megan. Thanks, Meg. Thanks, Megan. Yeah, I won a discount from her um, J. Elizabeth t-shirt company boutique thingy-mabobber, and I was like, well... We knew what's the name of it. J. Elizabeth. J. Elizabeth. Oh, yeah, but it's like Megan, R-A-E, dot J. Elizabeth dot com. Okay. I'll just add her link yes. on to this episode, yes. Yes. because that's where I was able... You can design your own t-shirt. They have a whole bunch of um, different graphic design t-shirts. I actually used to work for them. It's like an MLM company, but she's doing really great with it. Love you, Meg. Yeah, I love my Meg head. Mm -hmm. This is my girl. So, yeah, we're getting t-shirts. So, we'll, uh, yeah, you'll see all of our faces, you know, finally. Because <laughs> I haven't put them anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, we kind of... We don't want you to know what we look like. Yeah. I want to be known for our voices. <laughs> we just want you guys to like our voices. And if you don't, I mean... I love your voice. I love everyone's voice. You know what I love? The way my armpits smell right now. Like, you know, doing it wrong. You wouldn't think. My feet don't smell great either. So we're all just smelly and beautiful. I just took a shower. I got my hair done. Kelly smells the best. You were supposed to say it. It was a super smell. I colored my own hair. It was wonderful. Okay. <laughs> and she, she, we didn't say that part. She just said she showered. I just threw it on out. God bless Shauna. All right, let's get this. Rolling. Okay, you guys ready to be ruined? No. <laughs> That's what he said. Sorry. I mean, That's what he said. Okay. I'm going to travel back to April 17th, 1933. And I'm going to tell you about a. So, this guy is from Germany. Ooh, and I we've got German you. listeners. Hey, German. And I hope you don't hate me. Hey, hey, as my ancestry goes on, I become more and more German. It's <laughs> interesting. Uh, interesting. I'm German, too. We're almost half at this point, Irish and German. I'm hey. Irish and German, too. Hey, Irish oh, and German listeners. And Dutch. And you know what? Yeah. We're both on our same life. 
number. We're both on life number four. Oh, we are. Yeah. Yes. I'm number seven, oh, but I am German and Irish and Dutch, and yet I can fucking tan like a beast. So oh, I don't my know. God. Where did that come from? I don't know. I Not thought maybe there. I had some Italian or some, like, you know, right. Native American in me. Ancestry.com, sponsor us. Okay. Yeah, Hello? I, do. I would say but Italian. I tan well, don't I? Yes. Italian. Yeah, she I does. And my niece so and dad. My, my, my niece and nephew. <laughs> She's a Cheeto. <laughs> I'm gonna make your cartoon orange. She looks so like pretty. But it doesn't work that way. You look pretty though. I know someone who's madly in love with you and thinks you're absolutely God's uh, gift to men. It's me. It's uh, Shona. It's me. It's not that other guy who does things. Okay, but anyways. Special K. Special K. I'm gonna make him listen to this episode now. Okay. Now, okay, ready to get yes. your lives ruined? Yeah. That's what I'm Now the laughter ends, people. Oh Here comes God. the shit. It's coming. April 17th, 1933, in Nazi Germany. There's some... I'm not German, so if I butcher some of these names... I mean, she is. She just doesn't speak it. I, fair. I'm not, like, authentically... <laughs> I'm not... not <laughs> We're pretending I'm German? I'm, 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 I'm of German descent, but I'm not fluent in yeah, German. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, nice. we're talking about... <laughs> Yo- <laughs> so, so done. And that's the podcast. Enjoy, everyone. <laughs> His name is Joachim Kroll. Okay. I listened to a documentary, which I've got all, I'll, I'll put that YouTube. There's two documentaries. 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 On YouTube. Yeah. I'm not smart. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, but not when it comes to words. Words are hard. He was the youngest. Yo- so, Joachim Kroll. Youngest of eight children, oh, and his father was a miner. So he was underage. <laughs> no, damn it! I knew as soon as I read that, I was like, not a miner, not like a miner. Like he mined like coal and different things. Um, okay, and his father was actually held as a prisoner of war during World War Two. Oh wow! Yeah. Or what? What were his crimes? I don't know. Right. I always do that to you. Yeah. Okay. I finally figure something out about his childhood, and then you're like, what it is then? I would like to know further details. I'd like to know things you don't know. <laughs> Just wait. Okay. okay. So, yeah, youngest of the kids, Kroll was considered weak. Um, the constant degrade, degradation of, from his family and community would, coupled with an unstable upbringing during World War II, likely contributed to his crimes as an adult. Okay. We've talked about this before. About the McDonald's triad, which is bedwetting, animal cruelty, and fire starting. Okay. Uh, Kroll was a frequent bedwetter as a child, who caused him, which caused him much humiliation. And it was reported, I guess this is a trigger warning a little bit, that he sexually abused animals. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So not, oh, and it no. says on here, both bedwetting and animal cruelty are components of the McDonald's triad. And it said um, a set of childhood behaviors that can point to violent tendencies later in life, which. God, does that bother me so much? Like you and the one word that you don't like, that I don't like saying. No, no. Yeah. But yeah, but it was just. But like many other families in Germany during World War II, his family suffered from extreme poverty and hunger. His father, a soldier in the German army, was taken as a POW by the Russian army and is believed to have died during the war, leaving Kroll and his seven siblings with their mother. So I think he was just taken as a prisoner of war just because yeah. the war was going on. Um, 
He wrote, okay, so he was born in 1933, so he quit school in 1948. Having, okay, hold on. After having to repeat several grades, um, really? when, yeah, so when he was 15, he had a fourth grade education and his struggles in school were compounded by the disruption of World War II. Okay. And it was later in life that um, testing revealed he had an IQ of 78, and um, there was claims that he didn't know how to read. And 78 is pretty freaking low. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's really low. So after he left school, he started working as a farmhand, and then... No, um, he's not allowed to be on a farm. This is no. just crops. And developed his appetite for murder. Just wait. Just wait. This is this is rough. Dead animals. Oh. And we're going to get into more animal uh, things. Okay, while working as a farmhand, um, he said that helping kill farm animals inspired his murderous fantasies. And when he saw a pig being slaughtered, the incident awakened his sex drive. I don't get that. And his bloodlust. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't I, think I'd want to get it, or uh, ever understand it, or. But it's in the world. Yeah. Because I know so there's several other like people. He's like how oldish? He's fifteen. Okay. Fifteen when um, he with a fourth grade school level <laughs> IQ of seventy. I mean, look, there's there ain't no lights on in that face. But he. I he mean, I've so seen normal. Kind of creep, yeah, yeah. He looks like you an know? average Joe. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Joe Schmo. I have a different look in my. Head. We and always and do, though, when you think just, of how evil these people yes. are. I'm picturing truth. Well, just wait. There's more. As a young man, um, he did attempt to have a romantic relationship with an unknown woman. It is said that he felt awkward and ad inadequate with women sexually and described his only sexual encounter with a woman as a failure. So his fucked up mind, it says twisted, but fucked up sounds better, concluded mm -hmm. that he should have sexual encounters with someone who could not complain about his performance. That doesn't guide you to where we're about to head. So she complained. Sorry. She probably oh, did. This reminds me of like an episode of Criminal Minds. But wait, there's more. Mm. So, um, in 1955, so this would put him about 22 years old, um, his obsession with death grew. As his obsession grew, his mother passed away. And his siblings went their separate ways and lost touch. And later that year, he claims his first victim. Oh boy. So on February 8th, 1955, mm -hmm. he traveled to the village of Wallstead. Okay. There he captured and murdered 19-year-old Ermgard Strel. Strel. Ermgard Strel. Is that a girl or a boy? It's a girl. Um, he strangled her to death. Um, okay. Trigger warning. Raped her and then slashed open her abdomen. Wow. After... Oh, along with raping victims after their death, necrophilia, mm -hmm. also repo reportedly masturbated over their bodies. Finally, when he got home from a kill, he would pleasure himself again with a rubber sex doll, often while choking a small small child's doll at the same time. That's oh. what he would do after his kills with dolls. But that wasn't enough. Okay. Yep. We're not done. Just wait. There's more. His youngest victim, I'm not even, I'll tell you when we get there. And that's going to be a big old warning because it's young. Um, Kroll would later claim that after his first killing, his murderous... Foreshadowing. Yep. Kroll would uh, claim after his first killing, his murderous tendencies subsided until four years later. So I'll put him about 26. All right. So there is a... There is a, a gap. that it's great. But so there's a four-year gap from his yeah. first one. Yep. But there's a total... Um, is It's known that he has killed 14, but... Probably, probably more. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, 
however, authorities believe that was he was responsible for more murders between 1955 and 1959, which is when Kroll said he started killing again, is 1959. Um, his next known murder took place on June 16, 1959, when 24-year-old Clara Frida Tesmer was killed in Rhine. Tesma's murder was identical to Ermgard Strell's mm. murder. I'm assuming mm. he slashed open her abdomen as well. That's just I interesting that, that he likes to cut. Like, uh, just wait. Oh, okay. Right here. Okay. Only this time, Kroll began to engage in what would become his first trademark, cannibalism. Oh. He would remove pieces of Tesmer, um, Clara's flesh, from her buttocks and thighs, wrap them up, and took them home to cook for dinner. So that's a big reason. But, you know, his... Bloodlust started when he was slaughtering animals, so slaughtering a person. Well, okay, so this is kind of gross, but I was like, okay, isn't bacon from the pig's stomach? So I was yeah. thinking, and was that well, his thought process, perhaps, with the first chick? Why he slashed? Why he yeah. would have done it, not eaten anything? Yeah, or, or maybe he did. Do humans taste like bacon? No, I, I don't want to know. I don't, I don't want to know. know. I just threw out the face. I've just I, heard I, like <laughs> once you. I've heard it. I've heard it taste. It, like you become addicted or something. Yuck. I'm a local man. I've heard. I don't know how. I don't know if that's not true. Right. Because, like, I mean, it's not like, oh, my God, the first time I had cow and I could. I mean, I guess some people claim that. But, like. Right. But you could be without it. Right. It was horrific. I mean, yeah. I mean. So, um, a local man in Rhine, which is where Frida or Clara was killed. Her name's Clara Frida, so I keep wanting to say that. Okay. Named Heinrich Ott was arrested for her for her murder and hanged himself while awaiting trial. Aww. Meanwhile, Joachim remained at large. The guy who actually killed her, Joachim yeah. Kroll, the guy Aww. were that for that guy. Yeah. yeah, that'd be awful to know you didn't like, right. especially a crime this right horrific. That, knowing that she was eaten, right, and that's what you're being accused of. But yeah, and even if proven innocent, you still have those people That's in their head stigma. where it's yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't matter. Okay, people so but think I did that. But, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You never Okay. You never outlived it. I don't know if we get into that. So then it was said, because I've got a couple of different articles here that talk about what he did. Um oh this was about uh Ermgard was that he, trigger warning, okay. he, um, after, you know, he, they said he used a long-bladed knife to disembowel her. What does that mean? That's like disembowel? Like. I don't know. Look at Look at Hey, Google. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my house or your house. We're like, Google, what does disembowel mean? Google's going to be like, I'm not comfortable with looking that up. Calling nine one one. Open and remove the internal organs of. Yep. Well, so I mean, he slashed it, open her stomach, her that, abdomen. Is that what it means? Like, is that what it's called when people? Um, why can't I find the right word? And somebody dies, and they go to the person, the mortician. Mortician. Is that what it's called? Did they either disembowel the body, or is, is that what is, is that called? I mean, I think it's right. I think it's kind of that. Some of it, maybe. Mm -hmm. I think most of these are saying that disembowelment happens when it's like evisceration, like it's just not precise necessarily. Oh, it's like okay. Like it's <clears throat> resulted from an accident, so it's like, you know. Okay. 
fashion not happens, but then also a method of torture and execution. Okay, so disembowel is not good and not what yeah. that mortician would do. So No, 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 no. I do want to know what it's called, because I think I was trying to look for this word, another podcast. Yeah. You know, an autopsy is done. Oh. What is it called when they take your organs out and put the, like, the formaldehyde or whatever it is? Yeah. I thought there was a name for that. I think it's what just a straight that? up. I, I thought I thought we I searched so yeah. I remember talking about that and I think it's just a part of the autopsy. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I I don't know if there's like an actual term of removal of the organs. If there is, listeners, let us know. Yeah. yeah please. Someone. If someone knows. Too, yeah. Then talk to us. Email us, please. We want to interact like, with pause you. Pause it now and do it so you don't forget. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Write it down. They say it's to remove the stomach. That's yeah. Good, which. So. And then. Okay, so that happened in 1955 with Ernie Carr. Oh, wait. Yeah. 1955, and then 1959 is when they bring up, but it says, I'm going off of two articles here, because it says that he, um, in July of 1956, he um, murdered and raped a 16-year-old girl from her body. It's not. And then, yeah, then it said that he um, mutilated, after mutilating her corpse, mm. masturbated over her lifeless and blood-soaked body, leaving large quantities of semen on her genitals and face. Mm. Consequently, officers first assumed, I want to say note. And That's note, funny. That's what was that? Manuela had been killed by several different men, not a single serial killer what? like Kroll. However, the reason he cut the flesh from her body was even more disturbing than the grisly mutilation he perpetrated. Yeah. Because after cutting flesh from her body, he took the pieces of the 16-year-old's buttocks back to his home, cooked the cuts of meat, and ate them. After experimenting with cannibalism for the first time, Pomosov developed a taste for human flesh because he went on to eat more pieces of meat he'd taken from his victims' bodies. This one kind of gets more into... It talks more about his... more victims... Um, after, so, okay, we're going to jump to 1962 now. All right, well, how many year jump is that? You're good at math, I'm not. 56 Three. to 62, that'd be, like, six years. Oh, I thought it was 59. Was oh, it was. This 50? last one? Oh, uh, no, uh, Manuel's was 1956. But it was said that. But they weren't sure that was him? Yeah. Or he didn't get it. Right. Well, they said that he went for, started in 1955 and then didn't show up again until 1959. But this article says that in 1956 is when he uh, attacked and murdered Manuela. Because then this jumps to yeah, 1962, April of 1962, 13-year-old Petra Geese, uh, and he 13, and he killed her by strangling her to death with her own scarf used his knife to cut off sections of her hand, forearm and, forearm and buttocks. Just months after murdering her, he strangled 12-year-old Monica Taffel in June of 62. So that was, yeah, like two months later. And after killing her, he raped her body and cut pieces of flesh from her thighs and buttocks. And some experts concluded he may have even consumed part of Taffel's raw tissue at the murder scene. Oh my gosh. Yep. Um, so then this is a wild dog. Yeah. What would they, they, they know? Did he say it? 
I'm assuming so. It looks ripped from like. Or maybe he like. But they're saying he consumed. They say he consumed it up. How would I mean? I don't mean. I I really need to know. He may have consumed some of just maybe just the bite bite marks marks? on her would be my guess. Um. Then it was said he did kill one male victim. They were because most of his victims were young Mm -hmm. women or young girls. Um. He killed one male victim, 25 year old Herman Schmitz, on August 22nd, 1965. I want to see if these match at all. Okay. Um, it says that, uh, okay, yeah, August 22nd, 1965, Schmitz had been parked by a lake close to the city of Duisburg. That sounds good. Duisburg. D U I S B U R G. Duisburg. Okay. I'm not German, and I'm so sorry. Probably and like he was Duisburg. Duisburg. Yeah. And he was sitting in a car with his girlfriend, Marion Veen. On this article, it says that that they were in the car, and then this one, it says that um, he spied Schmitz with Marion Veen, which is his fiance, and they were having sex in the front 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 seat of the car. Um, Kroll approached the vehicle, used his knife. Hold on. Who is uh, so his? This her is the, and her fiance were having sex. Yes. Okay. I got um, confused. Yeah, he lured them to the, uh, lured Schmitz out of the car by waving his arms as if to ask for help. He then stabbed him repeatedly, planning to kill and rape the next. Instead, she leaped into the driver's seat of the car and drove directly at Kroll, who dodged the vehicle oh and my God, ran away. Yeah. Breaking to leave your good for you, girl. Like, like she literally saved her own life. Yeah. Um, although she got a good look at him, Veen's account of the nondescript killer didn't turn up any leads. Kroll remained free to carrying out his horrifying crimes. Oh um, further confusing, police Kroll did not always strip victims of flesh to engage in cannibalism, making each murder different. He preferred to take these cuts from the victims that he viewed as particularly young and tender. Uh, Barf. Um, so that brings it to... But he was well known um, by the children in his neighborhood, and he uh, often went for walks with little girls. Oh, Incredibly, he, mur- he murdered several children, including girls as young as four and five. No. Yep. Many of these neighborhood children returned from their jaunts with Kroll completely unharmed. Like, I think in one in one spot that I, I think I read that, like, they literally called him um, Uncle Yoakum. Oh. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure. That's so I just, as a mother, and I guess is a different time, Right. And we've had enough stories in our past here that I it wouldn't matter if I, I thought the guy was the nice guy in the world. I don't want my girls going off with Yeah. Like that just would never Especially happen. a four or five year old. No thank you. Mm-mm. And not just my girls, my boys. I, I just wouldn't let my kids go with somebody that So in addition to giving candy to the kids in the neighborhood to win their affections, he would also he collected dolls, which we talked about earlier that he liked to strangle the young ones while he banged his rubber doll. He would use um, to help him become acquainted with young girls. He also used these dolls, which were the size of small children, to fulfill oh. his violent fantasies, practice murdering his victims, choke the figures while he masturbated, providing himself a perverse and frightening thrill. Oh. So. What has to be wrong in your head? There's just something not... It's so... The wiring. Stupid. Yeah. The, the, the wiring is way wrong and off and uh, uh, and I don't know if you're just born with it or if it's a, if, I, 
I would there's think you kind of have to if be, there's something. I, but yeah. what, what if it's not? What if it's? I just I can't I can't imagine a horrific event causing something like this because things right. have happened. Terrible things have happened. Yes, they don't just like start doing these things. Right. So, um, where's what did I just set that piece of paper? Um, life. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, um, so yeah, 1959 was Manuela Note. 1962, Barbara Bruder was 12. She was abducted in Bershide, Bershide, and her body was never found. Um, April 13th, or April 23rd, 1962, was Petra Geese. She was raped and strangled in uh, Dinslaken, Bruckhausen. Okay. Yep. And several men, huh? Just say it with confidence. (laughs) (laughs) Several other men were. Uh, brought in and tried as these girls uh, murderers while he was just walking free committing these murders. Uh, Vincennes Kuhn was arrested and convicted of Petra's murder. June 4th, 1962 was Monica Tafel. She was killed um, in Walsam. She was 12. Slices of flesh carved from her buttocks. Walter Quicker was arrested for the crime. He was a lit Release, but is driven by neighbors to suicide in October. That's the one you talked about. So, right. so okay, maybe I'm jumping. No, this again. is a different guy. Maybe we're gonna okay. find yeah, out. Yeah, there was there was two two men, uh, Walter Quicker and Ott. They two oh men killed themselves because they were accused so, of these murders. Oh my god! Oh my god! But like, so so, and 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 if I'm jumping the gun, and we're gonna find out here. Interesting that this is a serial murderer, killer, rapist, whatever, all of it. Um. And he was okay with other people getting the attention, if you will. Right. The, so they some some get off on like, well, like BTK they was want, like, they want right. that attention. They want that, inten- that attention. They want no that dude. Is, and I would assume the little bit of knowledge that I have on serial killers and these crazy nutcases, they want that attention for their own. That's right. that's theirs. That was my thing. And most of the time, again, from. Shows the stories we've heard, exactly. right? Yes. They'll if they're not getting it, mm-hmm. it angers them. Yes, so I else lied. There's another man who was accused so and ended up committing so suicide. Three men. Three, three men. It, it is like you said. He he doesn't necessarily want the notoriety. Yeah, because it was September thirteenth, nineteen sixty-six. He's not killing for that reason. That's something more. It's just the sexual. He doesn't give a fuck as long as he um, doesn't get caught. He can keep going. Right, and he can keep going. So he was the first one, maybe. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we're just doing a lot of some assuming. Right. But um, jumping, so then it was August 22nd, 1965 with Herman and his girlfriend. And she, um, you know, she escaped. And then in September, on September 13th, 1966, Ursula Rowling, she was 20 years old, was with her. Um, no, she wasn't with her boyfriend. But uh, where did it go? Oh my gosh! She was strangled in Forsterbush Park near Marl. Her boyfriend, whose name was Adolf Schickel, was um, just, he was accused of her murder, having absolutely no involvement in her murder. People were convinced he'd killed her, so his grief and the accusations caused him to jump off a bridge to his death. Okay, that's. Fucking There's awful. Gotta be but that, that, about that, that, that makes sense. If he was there with her, he was right. What you, else are you gonna? I don't. He wasn't there with oh, her. Oh, I thought he was. I thought he was, but he 
Yeah. But it like again, the times. Okay, so this is a you know, you're you're innocent until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. Like supposedly this seems like yep. a an area or a place where that certainly was not the case. So there was so much pressure and accusation from these people mm-hmm. that we have three now that have taken their three. lives. Like that's as far as I know that's it. That's how much their lives are ruined just by being accused. This guy doesn't kill himself, but there's another one. But hold on, we're not there yet. Okay. Okay. Um, so now we're at December 22nd, 1966. Uh, big trigger warning. She's five. No. Her name's Ilona, no. Ilona oh. Hark. Harky. She was raped and drowned in a ditch in Wuppertal. Five. My son's about to be four in a few months. Uh, uh, Oh, okay. We're just going to keep going. Okay. Okay. So this is kind of I, a I big... I hate to ask, but... There's a four-year-old. Did she... What did he eat? Um, not that I see. Hold on. Time out. This is where we'll put an interlude. Hello. Anyone? Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Five-year-old Ilana Trot. Oh, there's like... Okay. Hello. On a city train to Wuppertal, and then on the bus, he took her on a bus. Somewhere on the way, they get out and walk through the dense bushes and woods down into Feldbachtel. Okay. Apparently, he just raped her, and then he watched her drown. He watched her drown? Watches her drown, is what this article off of murder. How deep of water was this? I have no idea. So then... um, Oh, so then he was just on a stroll, just walking... And this lady is, she, this lady's 61. This was July 12th, 1969, Maria Hetgen. And she was, he was just, um, encountered her and Thanks. raped her and strangled her. My goodness. So from four or five year olds to a 61 year old woman? Like he had, that's why it was confusing because like his he MO, he, his he, MO didn't match he's up. He's not an MO with this guy. No, it's, it's, it's rape. It's drought. Know, it's stabbing. Yeah. Yep. So now we go to May 21st, 1970. It's Jeffrey Dahmer's birthday, if anyone cares. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's the day I should have been born, but I came out the 22nd. Yeah, Anyways, this is Judda, Judda Ron. Ran, Ron. Okay. Um, she was 13. I mean, I'm, okay. She was coming from school, and she had walked the short stretch between the Hustle Railway Station and her house through the woods. She encountered him, and she was strangled. Her neighbor or boyfriend, Peter Shea, was suspected, and he spends 15 months in prison. And, um, or he was arrested and eventually released, and he confessed to the crime in 1976 after being hounded by his neighbors. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, now we're jumping to 19. 19- it's one of those things like, if you think I'm guilty, I might as well just be guilty. Or when the cops interrogate. They're, they're, yeah, when they over-interrogate and they think, and then they're, they're holding these people for over 24 hours. They're it's like their only way out. Yeah. So this was, this one wasn't That's even, there awesome. wasn't a legit date. It was just 1976. Her name is Karen Topher. She was 10. And then she was just raped and strangled in Vorde, Verde, Vorde. Um, yeah, they just, they don't, there's not a whole lot on her. That was just, okay, so this is this is fucked up, and it's the worst one because she's four. Um, this is uh. Here we go, July third, nineteen seventy six. Marion Ketter, four years old. 
Um, okay, wait, hold on. Let me go back to this page. Do, 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 do. She was missing in Freisenstraub. So I'm going to guess to say it. A large investigation is set up by neighbors and police. One person complained about a blocked drain calls. Um, okay, so in their flat, if you if your it's toilet if yeah if, if your toilet gets clogged it, it can affect your neighbors uh -huh. mm -hmm. this is okay i'm fine um yeah one person complained about the blocked drains they called the police in his house where they find the drain blocked with intestines okay. investigating the te the tenants from uh, i'm assuming apartment 11 they find Joachim Kroll sheepishly pointing to a pot on the kitchen stove so this Fuck face. Sheepishly pointing to it? Yeah. Like, right there? The pot contained... The pot contained her hand. <laughs> boiling with carrots and potatoes. This is where... Oh my gosh! That's where that's where it ends. Okay. I have this, like... Yeah. Boring girl with a hand. Yes. And there was more parts of her that <gasps> they found of this little four-year-old girl. Um, when the neighbor told investigators about um, his odd remark, they called a plumber to take apart the toilet in the bathroom, and then, to the shock and horror of everyone at the scene, they discovered the toilet had been clogged with multiple internal organ organs, oh my goodness, including a heart, a pair of lungs, a liver, and two kidneys. Yep. Mm. Yeah, that was in July. The date. Wrong, but, I, hate, I hate everything about it. Yeah, but that's where it ended just because, yeah. thank God that neighbor called someone. Uh, yes. So he was I can't, immediately. I such a strong part of him. It's not like she was the only one. Right. Yeah. Right. And this is going to sound horrible. But why the hands? That's going to have, is it. Just, I don't, I'm not that I really want to know, but I'm just... Adding. No, I, I, I'm with you. There's not a lot of... I, I, again, right, necessarily. Like, it looks like a roast and with carrots. Like, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yes. With fat. With the fat, so you get the green. With the, I don't... Maybe he just wants the taste. I don't know. Yeah. I don't fucking know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to know, but I just... No, I don't. But I, I just, do at the same time. It's weird. Gross. Um, you want to understand people like this. So you can see signs in people yes. now, you know, just, mm -hmm. yes, people need to be like eliminated. Um, so when he was How do you finally revealing people, little human, little babies, little dolls as, as animals to slaughter, just objects, they, objects. Where does this, uh, it's, they do, he just became dehumanized. <laughs> Um, his trial lasted 151 days. He was arrested July 3rd, 1976, and he didn't stand trial until 1982. Holy shit! Yeah, that's what, five, six years? Uh, when he admitted to murdering one man and 13 women and girls at the end of his 151-day trial, he was only convicted of nine murders. What? He was sentenced to life in prison, which was a shock to Kroll, as he said one of the main reasons he confessed to the killings because he thought the authorities would give him the help he needed to stop killing people. Oh, he just thought he needed to go get okay. a therapist. It, just wait, there's more. Okay. In Kroll's mind, after he was given treatment for his murderous impulses, he would be released back into society to continue living his life as a reformed man. Yep. Less than a decade. You guys want the happy ending? Yeah. 
Throw it at <laughs> me. happy? Less. Fucking what? Less than a decade after he was given a life sentence up for his grisly myrtles. 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 Jesus. Myrtles. 58-year-old Kroll died in prison of a heart attack on July 1st, 1991. Um, yeah, he needed to be disemboweled and just tortured. Oh, you know he is in hell. Hours. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow, that was so heinous. Wow. Yeah, there's a picture of him. Um, in I'll put this on Instagram. He's hiding his fucking face at the trial. That was when um, when they were discussing Marion Kettner. He's hiding, hiding his face like. And then again, remember the beginning, Howard, the way he looked, and we were like, he looks yeah, so he looks normal. Yeah. But, yeah, he was sentenced to prison. Yeah. April of 1982, and then died. He didn't deserve to die of a heart attack. Yeah. And and. Yep. So that is the disgusting, fucked up, nasty story of Yokin Fuckface McGee Kroll. Wow, guys, that was tough. That was, that was, fucking, that was yeah. That was. It was just. There's a couple of different. Um. Oh, okay. So this was one thing he said. Of uh, uh, one of the reasons why he preferred to eat humans because meat was exp- the meat was expensive. That's why he preferred to eat humans. So that's Who why fucking he fucking t- kill a squirrel. Oh, so people aren't expensive? No. They're not to him. Yep. He was deemed the Sorry. <laughs> yeah, he claimed to eat his victims to save money because meat was expensive. He evaded capture for two decades and over Why not kill a street dog? Yeah, I mean or a squirrel. Go birds. hunting. Fucking pigeons. Uh oh. Am I gonna have to bleep? Well that was Sean and that was me. <laughs> I did it. It was me. <laughs> Kelly said nothing. Oh, Kelly pissed. <laughs> I'm disgusted. Yes. I'm, I'm disgusted. My I don't come here to tell you fluffy stories. No, yeah, I'm tired of your not fluffy stories. <laughs> I'm oh, It intrigued me. So if anybody, if any of my German friends that are German Ooh. listeners, um, if you guys have ever heard any stories about him, please, please write us. Bloody Babbles podcast at gmail.com. You don't gmail. have to be German. You don't I mean, have to be German. No. No. I, can someone send me an email? Anyone? <laughs> I usually handle a lot of the social media. It's true. I remember reading something about cannibals once that they Ugh. preferred to keep their victims alive as long as they could. Unless you're German. the meat would be fresh. That's they would true. like get a, a, a victim and they basically like hang them from like a pole or something. And they or they'd hang them on hooks. Off, like an arm. And then yeah. they solderize it. And then they, like, hack off, like, you know, so they can so, like, eat humans are better like their Yeah. feel a little sick now. Yeah. As I'm sitting here trying to look at this yeah. soup and decide to eat more of it. And I'm like, I can't, can't there's, do it. But it's tomato. It's There's no meat in there. No, there's no meat in it. It's not blood. <laughs> it bloody. Get out. This is Bloody Battles. Welcome. Hey. Hello, Babylonians. I know a lot of you have been with us for a long time, even from the beginning, and we cannot say thank you enough. And I know a lot of you have been asking a lot lately, how do you make your own podcast? Well, it's simple. I use Anchor, Anchor anchor.fm, which is the website, or there is an app, or you can go on your computer, whatever you want to do. It's the easiest way. Um, It is run through Spotify, so that is one of the first uh, platforms that you'll be able to 
distribute your podcast out onto, and there's lots of different, it'll stream to at least, I think, 10 different platforms or more. Um, I'm going to give you a quick rundown about how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter where your setup is like, you can start creating today, today, and tell me what your podcast name is because you know I'm going to listen. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. I know a lot of you have been asking for video. Don't worry. I'm working on it. With Anchor, creators can earn money, yes, yes, you heard that right, in a variety of ways, including ads like this one and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. That's what sold me, even though it didn't have to sell me because it's free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Happy listening. Babbling today. Oh, oh, are we going? Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, Shawna is gonna give us a little babbling. Shawna is gonna babble. Gonna babble. Continue the babble from last week. Yeah. Wild. I even forgot a number, and I so I wrote it here. If you have extra, it's fine. Well, there's one more extra, and it was a good one. I'm like, how the French could I forget this? I like that you're trying not to say fuck now. I really won't. I just throw it out there once in a while. It was really sweet of you. Yeah. I, <laughs> I have to start. Um, Arlo has now learned that that is a naughty word. Um, so every time I say it, he's like, Mama, dude, that's naughty. Know. You're a bad I person. I'm a bad I have mom. been noticing how often I say it in this normal conversation with my children. I'm like, oh. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. guess what, guys? We're not and perfect. My mom doesn't listen to this podcast. I'm going to send her the link. <laughs> But I no, only I do. tend to say it when I'm very angry. Nope. I say it very I'm casual. Already, I use it as often as we're the. Really angry, but then I think it would just be worse. Mm-hmm. Then so, I think maybe I should be removed. Campbell's Soup, sponsor us. I will, please. Mm. Is it delicious? It's not even like hot anymore, but it's still warm and there's like a little kick to it. It's like a, um, what is the soup that's cold? Just gazpacho or something? Cereal. <laughs> Um, I want to. I want to debate. Is cereal a soup, listeners? Because I don't. I, I don't saying, think it's a soup. No. There's soup like has a, to be simmered. Yeah, soup is hot. It's cooked. Cooked. Cereal is not a soup. Gestapo. Gestapo. Now, is that? That's that's like something from Germany, but it's not that. This is just like how we were trying to figure out one word, and it was completely kind of soup. Oh. It was letters, and you were, like, trying to say, I think it was RSV, and you were, like, saying something way off. Oh. And it was fantastic. Go oh, back and listen to that episode, because we're... Yeah, don't I don't do know what number this was. 18. I thought you were going to talk about alphabet soup for a minute. Mm. Well, let's talk about alphabet soup for a minute. Alphabet, like soup. alphabet soup. I used to try and make words that never happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sponsor us, alphabet soup. Yeah, Campbell's. Campbell's. Campbell's all the Campbell soups. <laughs> you can send me oh, samples. Goodness. I just realized... Um, by midnight, I have an exam and an assignment due. <laughs> it was schmickies. I didn't realize. Well, we don't have to do that. We can. Mm-hmm. We no. can. We can. Right, if we do maybe our second one like later this week or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that okay with you? Yep. We just do one tonight. That's like, fine. I started to like kind of freak out when I saw exam. I don't need to freak out. Kelly goes to college because she's like smart and shit. Yeah, it's only over chapters one through nine. 
Like, only one through nine chapters, but I've not read. Let's face it, I didn't do any of those. I hope your professor doesn't time. listen to this. Hey, professor, <laughs> take it easy. I'm Kelly. You know, donate to our Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Well, while is searching, I found it. It's fine, but keep going. Say your words. No, I was gonna say, donate to our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/BuddyBuckets/podcast. I've revamped it. I've kind of lowered. It's a the bitty babblers are two dollars, the bumped up babblers are five, and the bitchin' babblers are ten dollars. <laughs> and I love it. I designed pictures. Mm-hmm. They all have blood. They're great. I love it. I got really excited. Oh, I enjoy God. editing pictures and adding words to them because that's all I, I can do. <sighs> Makes my heart feel good. Are we ready, Shauna? Yeah. Okay. So I don't remember what we called it last week, but it's a continuation from that. So basically, oh, it was history while and out, right? Yep. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right. So next on the list that I forgot to add on the first. It's fine. Napoleon soldiers spent their time in Egypt high on hash. Oh, how fun. Were we aware of this? When Napoleon conquered Egypt in 1798. You know, yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) It was a Tuesday. It was a Tuesday. It's always a Tuesday. (laughs) It's always a Tuesday. He and his French forces found themselves in a Muslim country bereft of alcohol. And after the British destroyed the French fleet at the Battle of the Nile, the French were cut off from home, including their resupply of wine. Without alcohol, the French in Egypt cast about for an alternative intoxicant. Hot. They discovered hashish. Hashish? And soon developed an insatiable taste for it. Before long, an epidemic of hashish addiction swept the French forces in Egypt. Oh, shit. The new habit eroded military discipline and undermined the French military's effectiveness to such an extent that Napoleon issued a total ban on hashish. Let me scroll. Hashish. Um, Bless you. Okay, here we go. I love it. French commanders reasoned that their troops were more effective back when they were on what? Back when they were alcoholics. <laughs> they Same. were now oh as junkies. An alcoholic will do more right. and have, like, a, yeah, yeah executives me... hang out. <laughs> so the French commanders reasoned that their troops were more effective back when they were alcoholics than they were now as junkies. That's right, people. Fucking <laughs> junkies. Right. Junkies don't do nothing. Shnikes. Shite. Shite. So to help wean his meat, mean, wean his mean, Wean his men off of hash and return them to wine. Yum. Napoleon commissioned the production of date wines and spirits. It did not work. French troops drank the newly introduced date alcohol and discovered that it went great with hash. <laughs> they kept right on smoking. So instead of just dealing with the soldiers who were high, French commanders ended up dealing with soldiers who were high and drunk. That means they <laughs> slept a lot, right? Hushish. All right, oh now God. I gotta scroll in, scroll in, scroll in. Let this keep on scrolling. Ride. Eat him up. Okay. Oh, oh no. Oh no. That's a copyright issue. Sorry about that. You meant roll tide. I am. Uh, roll tide? Tide pops. Tide pops. Sponsor us. Sponsor us. Tide pops. Hello? We don't eat you. <laughs> Do a whole uh, add on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. All right. I want to be part of that generation. Okay, the Nazis kidnapped over 400,000 children to raise as German Aryans. Oh, well, this goes hand in hand with Germany. Hello. 400,000? 400, 400, That's a lot of humans. In May of 1940, SS Reichsfuhrer, 
yep. Heinrich Himmler, uh-huh. issued a circular title, a, a circular titled "The Treatment of Racial Aliens in the East." Its goal boiled down to destroying the recently conquered Poles as an ethnicity and reducing them to a pool of slave labor to be used up within a decade. I think the Polish were the first ones they enslaved, weren't they? That was the first country they invaded. Fascinating. Within 20 years, Poles were to be completely eradicated. Poles being the Polish. Polish. Not all Poles, however. Children of the Aryan stock were to be salvaged. I must have salvaged. Sorry, no. Salvaged. Saved. And added to the Third Reich's population. An annual selection was to be made of children between ages 6 and 10, to identify any two who met German racial criteria. Huh. Those who did were to be taken from their families, shipped huh. to Germany, given German names, and once sufficiently Germanized, oh. they were to be put up for adoption. Oh. Hitler approved of Himmler's child abduction directives on June 20th, 1940. So they have the same name, just a letter different. Orders to implement the plan in Poland and other conquered territories were sent out to the SS and German governors and officials in occupied Europe. By 1945, over 200,000 children had been kidnapped in Poland, plus another 200,000 from the rest of Europe. Gross. 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 Can you imagine being like an adult later and finding out this happened to you as a child? Oh. God. So, on a lighter note? Okay, yay. Ancient Greece's greatest athlete got himself stuck in a tree and was eaten alive by a lion. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, you're wow. Uh... <laughs> All right. Milo of Croton, uh, C-R-O-T-O-N. Shauna, maybe you should read it, Kelly. Flourished. Okay. Flourished. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't say words. Now we have a teacher. Sixth century B.C. was the ancient Greek words, worlds. Words are hard. You're so good at this. So proud of you guys. You need some soup? <laughs> was the ancient Greek world's most celebrated <laughs> athlete and wrestler. So Milo Proton was the world's most celebrated athlete in ancient Greece, as well as a renowned warrior. A strong man. His training regimen included carrying a bull on his shoulder. Dang. Fucking bull. That's it? <laughs> his Just a daily bull? diet reportedly included 20 pounds of meat, <laughs> 20 pounds of bread, and 10 liters of wine. This is like uh, Andre the Giant. Yeah. And soup. No, that's just my diet. Hello. <laughs> Whatever his training and diet, Milo's string of athletic victories was unprecedented and unsurpassed. He dominated the quadrennial Panhellenic Games. Yeah. The Olympic yeah, Pythian. Pythian? Nymene. And Isthmian game. That wasn't me lisping. It's I-S-T-H-M-I-A-N <laughs> for decades. Decades. His remarkable life came to a bizarre end one day while he was strolling through the woods <laughs> and came upon a tree trunk partially split with wedges. Always on the lookout for opportunities to challenge himself with feats of strength, Milo tried to rend the tree apart with his bare hands. Um, me. How? <laughs> yes. I did that with a tree the other day. Holy Nicole. However, when the wedges fell off and his hands got stuck in the crack. Oh, I hate when it's stuck in the crack. It was the start of a bad day for the strong man. It got worse. When a lion passed by while Milo was struggling to free himself, 
and ate them alive. Oh my god, that's, that's wild! What happened? No, my tree <laughs> fell in my backyard the other day because of the wind. You're so lucky there's not lions running around. I know, because I would have straight up been eaten. <laughs> I struggled by for like, home. like I kept dropping it on the fence, and Shiva and Zoe are like, <laughs> "You can do it. We're here I for you." Pick how to die? I mean, I would enjoy it happening to me. But for them to say, oh, she was eaten by a lion. <laughs> I feel proud. I feel so sad. I feel like, could you leave out the corner of my hands and be stuck in the crack? Right, right. Thank you. I mean, this is a really fast lion. I was running at full speed. All right. I've got two more. We can end Do it. Nope. Okay. Two more. We got time. Yeah. Let's do this. Hitler was a junkie. Oh, <laughs> nah. Why they won't make this a movie? I don't I don't know, but they should. Hey, Vince. This is what the yeah. is a junkie. Yes, Vince. Hi, Get Vince. It. We can star in it, girls. I bet there's parts for us. I was about to say, I'll be Hitler, but no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I want to go get that. Guys, babble time. Okay. And <laughs> There's a cat. Oh, on a local gosh. shelter. And I'll add his picture just separate from this episode. And he had a, he had a, he, I'll just, I have to edit this. So, um, he had a Hitler mustache and I wanted to adopt him because his name is China. And I think it's stupid. But I wanted China. To, China. And I wanted to rename him Hitler. 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 Like Charlie Catlin. <laughs> she was thinking Charlie Chaplin, right? Chaplin. Chaplin. Yeah. Chaplin. But no, he looked like Hitler. Yeah, but Chaplin had the same mustache, but it's fine, sister. It's fine. I love it's, it. Oh, I love but kitty. Um, I'll post him. Yes. I don't know if he's still up for adoption, but oh yeah. My gosh. All right. He's so cute. So during World War II, Hitler became a full-blown drug addict. We can't. Wow. No, not we can. It began <laughs> with his daily use of Perbitin. For what? Pervitin. P-E-R-V-I-T-I-N. Pervitin. A commercially marketed pill whose chemical formula was identical to that of <gasps> Mestal Meth. Ah, I called it. Hey. But it was pervy. Didn't, wasn't JFK and like Marilyn Monroe on meth too? Everybody's like, on meth. Accidentally, the doctor just like put them on it to ease their pain. I think you're right. And then later on, some guy came along and he's like, I think these guys are on something. And he like took this toxicology report and found out they were on. Hey. But it had a different name Doctor. at that point. Kevorkian. No. <laughs> Doctor. Like, I don't know. Doctor J. Love. Doc, there's a name. He. I don't remember. I don't know things. I saw him on a drunk history once. <laughs> I used to do crystal meth. He did like sober now. But he did. Yeah. Test results were. Yeah. Was like an old printer, and they're like he was like boop boop beep beep bop bop. And what did he find? And it says it's meth. Dr. Greenson? Trusting in a quack doctor, Theodore Morrell. I'm assuming Morrell. Morrell. The Fuhrer got hooked on daily shots that included Ferguson. Morrell, who had eased Hitler's chronic digestive ailments by prescribing him cultures of live bacteria mm-hmm. became the dictator's personal doctor, causing the physician's popularity to skyrocket among the Nazi bigwigs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that popularity was helped by the fact that Morel routinely treated his patients by injecting them with acti- uh, no addictive drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's his name? Morel, M-O-R-E-L-L. Dr. Feelgood? The, yes, the fewer. Oh, no, oh, Dr. Oh, Fieldman. Sorry, that was no, no, it's fine. Sorry. Ooh, Eddie. Just, not Eddie James. Aretha Franklin sang a song about him. 
That popularity is helped by his fact that morale's routinely treated. Okay, Shauna, you said that already. Fine. We're routinely singing. treated his patients by injecting them with the addictive Adjective. drugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that has him coming back for more. Herman Goring, G O E R I N G. Gehring. Goring. Oh, Gehring. 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 I went to school with Gehrings. Yep. Gehring up. That's why I, I, the only reason I know how to say it. Herman. Now I can't say Herman. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Herman Gehring, himself an all out junkie and copious pill popper, sarcastically referred to Morel as the Reich Master of Injections. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. In addition, oh my gosh, Shauna, in addition to getting well, Hitler. Addiction and addition. <laughs> that can be confusing. It's really hard on my eyes right now. <laughs> in addition to getting Hitler hooked on crystal meth via Perbitin, Morel also made the fewer a cocaine addict by prescribing it to soothe the dictator's sore throat and clear his sinuses. Cracks me up. Because. Let me let me be your personal supplier <laughs> slash I'm literally doctor. just meth. Well, super popular man of I mean, if you're a doctor, the best person to hear at that point would be to be a oh, friendly, friendly, shoulder, shoulder, buddy, buddy, oh, butter, buddy, butter, buddy, butter, buddy. I like those butter. Sponsor us. <laughs> All the butter. All the butter. Salted, unsalted. We don't care. Taylor soon had salted. a compulsion to frequently soothe his throat and clear his sinuses. Isn't that crazy? Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah, but they gave it to do- the dogs, you know, like they, the rabbit's blood and the dogs, that so they couldn't smell like the Jews that were hiding in the boats. Oh, boy. Because it would numb their sense of smell. Okay. Like they'd be attracted by the blood, and then it would numb their sense of smell so they couldn't smell the people. And then we'll put it in Coca-Cola. Yeah. Da-dum-dum. By 1945, that's Man, fucking crazy, Hitler. right? By 1945, <laughs> Hitler was in out-and-out junkie, complete with rotting teeth, <laughs> addicted to a bewildering variety of drugs. Every when his drug supplies movie. ran out in the war's closing weeks, the Fuhrer suffered all the symptoms of severe withdrawal, delusions, psychosis, paranoia, extreme shaking, and kidney failure. Oh. So, oh yuck. Gosh. Yeah. So, this last one, mm-hmm. not that that was fun. I mean, it was kind of funny because fuck Hitler. But, um, yep, but not Kittler. Not Kittler. <laughs> so I need to go get him. I'm just going to go get him. American Doughboys suffered thousands of needless, needless casualties during the last hours of World War One. So I found this particularly interesting um, with our history that this is definitely not something that I would assume a majority of people know. What are Doughboys? It basically like um I guess we find out. Okay. I don't want to like throw out things and say pretend like I sound smart and really show that she's not. (laughs) 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 I can read words so well. (laughs) Really like that one. I don't know why I'm having such a hard time. Marco. (laughs) American military commanders' aggressiveness is usually admirable. But that was not the case on the last day of World War War I. Oh, no. 
Nice. The armistice bringing the conflict to an end was signed at 5 a.m. on November 11, 1918, to take effect six hours later at 11 a.m. However, American commanders, especially General John J. Pershing, mm -hmm. who headed the American Expeditionary Force, yeah. were unhappy with the armistice. Armistice. Am I saying that? Yeah. Right? yeah. Okay. Yeah. Teacher. And it's teacher. Hello. I need to go to the and its conditions. <laughs> Pershing, in particular, thought the terms were too soft, and he believed that the Germans should be severely defeated militarily Ooh. in order to, quote-unquote, teach them a lesson. So, in the last few hours of the war, American commanders continued to launch their men against German trenches. The result was thousands of needless casualties, both American and German, but mostly American, since they were the, they were the ones attacking heavily fortified positions. The U.S. 89th Division, for example, was ordered to attack the German held downtown of Stenay, or uh, S-T-N-A-Y, on the morning of November 11th and successfully took it. The last town forcibly captured on the Western Front. However, that achievement came at the cost of more than 300 American casualties. Jesus. The American V Corps, or should I say five corps? I don't know. I'm going to say V. No, I think it's V Corps. Okay. Alone suffered over 1,100 casualties in the war's final hours, including over 300 killed. All in all, over 3,500 Americans became casualties on the war's last day. Just because. Because this will look better. That's what? Because we didn't kill a fucking shit ton of Jews? Well, we. Sorry. 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 We. Because a shit ton of Jews weren't killed already? Let's kill off a few more. I don't understand that. I don't understand why that made more sense. His, yeah. I don't know what he was. Now, Doughboys was the nickname given to the American Expeditionary Force. Okay. So, so that was just, just a, a nickname. nickname. Like, here's our okay. Doughboys. We're all thrown in there. and So Pillsbury Doughboys, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like that. <laughs> So that's it. That that was the conclusion of America Wild and Out. History Wild and Out. History. Yeah, it was not all that kind of stuff. Did you watch Trump History? No. Yes! Dude, it's so funny. Watched one. No, you should watch one. And it was Brendan Urie, <laughs> who's trash, talking about Fallout Boy. And it's freaking uh, the <laughs> band. Brendan Urie's the Panic at the Disco. It's a newish, not a new age band, but like. It's, it's really it's yeah. a, so was talking about a band? Yeah, he was talking about the history of how Fallout Boy starts, and he's he like trash. He literally throws up halfway through the interview because he's drank so, so much. That history kind of works. I know, but it's I but it's like real history, like old old history. But some of it is. Yes, and there's it, there's it's just different branches of it. I'm assuming I've never I only watched that one because it's hilarious. It is funny, but you should look at. I don't know where it, it doesn't. Maybe we should. Okay, drunk history is. Sponsor us. Sponsor us. Hello? Drunk history. Yeah. All right, buddy babblers. Our Babylonians. I love that so much. It's. I'm going to say it every time. Good. I love it. Love it. It's funny. I'm curly. Hello. You're so cute. So, as always, our intro music, fantasy and world music by the Fighters. Go like their stuff on YouTube. Do it. Do it now. Yesterday. Okay, thanks. Uh, okay. Um, follow us on Twitter at Lily Babbles. 
Uh, Facebook and Instagram is Bloody Babbles Podcast. Send us a Gmail, bloodybabblespodcast at gmail.com. If you're feeling so inclined, you can donate through Anchor or Patreon.com at Bloody Babbles or slash Bloody Babbles Podcast. Um, um, you guys are fantastic. We I love, love you. Every oh, single so much. Single so one of you. Yeah, I know it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. We've loved it, and yeah, there's yeah. so many friends. I've I've been posting a bunch of you know promos for other podcasts because I've made so many wicked cool friends, and we're all. It's just a wonderful little community of awesome little podcasts, and not all of them are true crime. What is happening with your eye? I don't really know, <laughs> uh, but I'm talking through it like I'm, I'm not going blind. Surprised. <laughs> there was a lash and it was just living its best life and <laughs> donate to the Patreon so I can order more context guys yeah, um, anyway I need sites because I'm blind AF uh, and you can go to the doctor but yeah but no, there are just there's so many cool podcasters out there I talked with one guy um, uh, Infinite Banter he's on one of his promos is on a, one of our episodes and he's a big Cubs fan so we oh. talked for, we talked baseball mm. so I mean I was like, I need to come on your podcast and just banter with you because yeah. I'm really good at it. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, um, until next time, guys. Babylon. Babylon. Aww. Isn't that cute? <laughs> Shauna. It's all Shauna. <laughs> and she came up with Babylonians with that freaking love. love we didn't get it earlier. I love calling you guys that. You're welcome. So, are you guys sure that you know what I'm talking about when I say drunk history? Yes, I do. I see that. I used to watch those. This is my Yeah, okay. we're still going. Can you think? Bye. 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 B